twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about two new 900 megahertz business radios from Motorola. We'll talk about some of their new features and functionality and discuss the advantages of using these radios for business operations. We'll also tell you about promotions and rebates available from a couple of manufacturers and take some of your comments and questions from listeners of the Two-Way Radio Show and readers of our blog. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. When Motorola debuted the original DTR series, the concept of a license-free digital radio for business use was somewhat of a novel idea. It didn't take long, however, for the DTR410, DTR550, and DTR650 to become niche favorites with certain businesses and even some consumers. Recently, the company introduced two new models to their DTR line, the Motorola DTR600 and DTR700. Now, with these two new models, Motorola has updated the DTR series with a new generation of license-free digital communications. Yeah, it looks like Motorola has uh, really jumped in head first with the, the 900 megahertz frequency hopping technology with their, their DTR series and their DLR series. And, um, and it, it seems like this is the direction that they are sort of taking their on-site line of business radios. Um, like we see over the last couple of years, they've come out with the DLR series and, um, now these upgraded DTR models. Um, it makes me think we're going to see more of this technology from Motorola. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the DTRs first came out, they were kind of like the, I don't know, redheaded stepchild sort of radios in the line. Um, they, they worked so differently than their other models. So, you know, we didn't really, uh, sell that many of them but they they've really grown in popularity the mm-hmm. customers that use them love them and like you said rick there's a lot of end users that buy these radios and use them for for personal reasons that they work so well yeah i don't know if motorola really intended that to begin with because it was clearly aimed at uh the on-site business market but um there are there are some consumers there are some uh others out there that that use these radios yeah, I see that um, in our forum on, on yeah, twoayradioforum.com. Yeah. You see people talking about getting these radios or using the DTR series just for personal use. And, and there are some reasons to do that. They they have digital features. Um, you can build in a, a contact list. You can do direct one-to-one calling. Uh, they have a very good menu, very good display. Um, lots of advanced digital options that you normally see on higher end, uh, radios. And they're, they're really easy to use. There's also consumer programming software that's available mm-hmm. for free. So, uh, you can set these up yourself on your PC and, and program them. 
Uh, Anthony, what's been the general reaction for people buying these radios uh, overall? Why, why would some of the consumers really buy them? Consumers or, or just regular folks not using them for mm-hmm. business use? I mean, I, I think some advantages are, um, you know, one thing that used to scare people away with these radios, with the D- older DTRs, was 900 megahertz. So they assumed that they were going back to 1995 when we all had Cobra um, cordless phones in our house and you couldn't get to the mailbox before it started getting staticky. So a lot of people thought, oh, range wise, it's going to, you know, it can't be, you know, those, those were awful. So what, you know, (sighs) that was my reaction at first also when I heard about these and they're only one watt instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, the higher end radios are four or five watts. So you would think you would run into a range problem. I tell you what, I've, I've tested these in different applications and, I have a, a company here in town that, that is two six-story buildings, a four-story concrete parking deck with one floor underground, and then they've kind of got a campus. they got a tennis court, basketball court, and walking trails for the employees. Well, they had to have complete coverage security-wise. So I went in there with five-watt uh, UHF radios. They didn't – and they have to have coverage 100%. It can't be 95% has – um, all or nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. all or nothing. Five watts by themselves didn't cover it. Took a repeater in there. Well, they couldn't do a repeater because um, they can't have any antennas on the roofs. Mm-hmm. I took the DTR-550s in there, and they covered, over three days' time, we test, they covered every, and the elevator shafts. Elevator shafts to the tennis courts. <laughs> That's um, cool. Building to building, lower parking deck. I mean, they covered everything. I mean, I was blown away. You know, the 900 megahertz, you know, they say the higher the megahertz, the better the yeah. the penetration of concrete and steel. Well, so don't let the one watt fool you. You know, it's it's that radio outperforms a five watt, 450 to 512 megahertz UHF radio. Um, but for, for a typical user, consumer... The licensing, you're going to pay more for this radio. Obviously, it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to last longer than your typical GMRS radios and whatnot. But no licensing involved with the frequency hopping. It's not going. You're not going to have any eavesdropping at mm-hmm. all. You're not going to have any interference at all. Um. So, and that's great for businesses as well. You know, the businesses licenses are expensive, and yeah, I, I would uh, say this is more of a business radio. Right. I probably. Wouldn't recommend this as a consumer radio unless you are a uh, radio enthusiast and you right. know what you're getting into. Right. I mean, it, it's really, you know, it's not a radio that you want to probably get if you're right. taking it on camping trips and, and that type yeah, of no, thing. No, no, not really. I don't know too not many people really. dropping 300 bucks a radio for their kids to. It, it is designed with businesses in mind for right. sure. Well, let's talk about, because you already touched on a couple of these advantages, Anthony. Let's talk about the advantages of using these radios and i mean 900 megahertz frequencies uh, as you mentioned already they offer some some greater range uh, than traditional uhf radios and in that respect the frequency hopping technology makes it uh, difficult to eavesdrop on a transmission using common receiver technology like a scanner yeah i think um, we've done a an episode on the dtr series before yeah. where we've gotten into this a little more but it it's not like a traditional radio where you have a 
channel assigned to a frequency. It it has five or six, I believe, 900 megahertz frequencies, and it jumps around every second. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it's doing this, but uh, in the background, it's doing th- that's what it's doing. So it uh, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to have a scanner pick up what you're saying. Plus, this right. digital communication. So the, with the scanner, it, it wouldn't uh, be able to hear exactly what you're saying anyway. And with that digital technology comes the clear sound. You got the clear audio and and you get some advanced features with it, you know, like the one-to-one calling, things like that, because because that uh, that digital uh, mode. Uh, And of course, as you mentioned also, doesn't require a license. It's license-free. So so it's all good. So, I mean, there are a lot of reasons to go with a radio like this. Um. But let's let's talk about specifically these two models right now, the the DTR six hundred and the DTR seven hundred. What what do we have here with the DTR six hundred? Uh, really, what Motorola has done is uh, these two models, the six hundred and the seven hundred, are replacing the DTR four hundred and ten, the five hundred and fifty, and the six hundred and fifty. Um, and what they've done is made the radios thinner. Um, it's thinner by around a quarter of an inch, but when you look at it, it looks a lot thinner I than that, doesn't more it? Than that. I would have also. I, I, looking at the spec sheet, I was surprised that it was only a quarter of an inch difference because these radios look really, really thin. And they're a little the bit, others. they're a little bit lighter. Now, I was surprised the first time I ever picked up a DTR four ten because it, it's it's fairly bulky and and especially by today's standards, but. Um, I expected it to be heavier than it was, and it was actually surprisingly light for, think, for a radio. And these are actually, I think they're lighter, aren't they? I think they're heavier. Are they really? <laughs> it's surprising, isn't it? Because mm. um, I thought the same thing, and I looked at the spec sheet, I looked at the dimensions, and found out it was only a quarter of an inch thinner, and mm. I believe it's maybe um, half an ounce heavier, these new models. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they've done. If They feel lighter. Well, they they do look and feel very ergonomically friendly, and that was one of the things. Now, there were a lot of things I liked about the DTR radios, the older ones, but one of the thing I think the one thing, the only thing that I didn't like about the DTR uh, four ten and the five fifty uh, was that, as you guys mentioned earlier, they felt they they were kind of bulky. They they sort of looked. And they felt in your hand like you were holding um, a cordless phone, you know, from from the nineties. They, they kind of had that, you know, you're holding it in your hand, and it's okay for a couple of minutes. But if you're holding it for a while, it's it's starting to feel a little bulky and full, and it felt like a cordless phone. These are these are something completely different. These look modern to me. Yeah, the the DTR series. When we first started carrying them, which was, oh goodness, probably seven or eight years ago, I, I would say. No, I think it was longer no, than maybe, that. Maybe longer than that. I've been here ten years, yeah. and they've had almost eleven years. We had them when we when I started. Well, the, so it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, when the DTR series is about fifteen years old at least. I think it's it's pretty old. I remember when they first came out, or when we first started carrying the line. Maybe they were available when we first started carrying the Motor World Business Line. Um, looking at them and thinking how high tech they were because of the the dot matrix mm-hmm. display and it was a, a large display um and i don't know over the years they just they look dated now mm-hmm. and motorola has really modernized it with the it's a full color display on these um 
new DTR series models. And uh, the, the screen is so much nicer. They've really brought it up into uh, the 2019, I guess. It was a much needed makeover, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but the DTR 600, basically, um, I mean, we talked about its physical improvements and, and uh, its characteristics, the full color screen, uh, and it will also work right out of the box. You know, it has full support. Now, that's the other thing. It has full support for the other DTR series and the DLR series. That's right. It it um, seems like Motorola is also making some changes to their 900 megahertz protocol. There, there's some things that are a little different between this DTR 600 and 700 here and the DLR series versus the older models. Like mm-hmm. the way to uh, ensure compatibility um, is different. Like the, the new models uh, support the concept of a profile ID, mm-hmm. whereas the older ones don't. So if you're going to use these with older radios, um, it's completely possible, but um, you're going to have to go with profile ID zero, which is the one that's compatible with, with the old stuff. Um, but uh, I guess going forward, these will work with the new DLR series and the DLR series mm-hmm. also um, supports all of the, the new functionality. Well, that's saying something, though, because um, radios that use frequency hopping technology, um, they're not always necessarily compatible with each other. And Motorola has made sure that that these are at least compatible with the other FHSS radios in their um, in their lines. It's, that's been the number one question we've had that I've had with, you know, people are interested. They're seeing that. These are new and, and exciting, and they're, but are they compatible with my 410s mm-hmm. and 550s? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge selling point. Now, uh, there are some things that are missing from these new models that I noticed. Um, they're, they're not things that um, anyone was really using from what I can tell, but the old um, DTR series models supported canned text messages. Like you can mm-hmm. predefine maybe five or six different text messages. Now, you're not keying in the text. You're just in the software. You're saying um, message one is I'm busy. And then through the menu, you can say send message I'm busy. Send yeah, message they're all preset. One. Yeah. That's something Motorola says they're going to be bringing to these new models, but it's not available yet. So there'll be a firmware update supposedly to add that functionality. But as far as uh, some of the other basic functions here, I mean, you can build a contact list with these radios. Uh, you can define private radio groups. Uh, you know, you've got a programmable side button that you can uh, set up and configure somewhat. Uh, and, and that allows you to do, uh, what, private replies, direct calls to, uh, to the frequent contacts. You can do an all-call or, um, or even page all the units. Right, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a configurable programmable button and, uh, you can, I believe there's six different things you can choose. Uh, mute might be one of them. Um, I, I like the private reply option. That's the default for the programmable button with, with the DTR series. When you receive a call from someone, you can private reply. So everyone on the, the channel doesn't hear what you're saying, which is unlike standard analog radios. Well, this also. Uh, will operate on uh, a rechargeable battery that gives up to 16 and a half hours. 
I think if you if you have all the battery saving functionality in place, you can get supposedly according to Motorola, you can get up to sixteen and a half hours on that, and that's a pretty good long time. Yeah, the battery life is great. Now we played with these quite a bit since they came out. We've done a few videos on them, mm-hmm. and um, we we charged the battery once, I believe. Yeah, I had to charge it up once uh, while we were in the middle of uh, doing one of the videos, and and it was you know it was a fast charge. I was actually surprised at how quickly it charged. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rapid charger, this included. I think the other question we're going to get a lot of is, what's the difference between the DTR600 and DTR700? Yeah, we're, we've got a video coming out on that shortly as as well. We're working on that now. But let's go Let's go to the 700 for just a second, because that, that is the other, the other big radio here. Um, that essentially replaces the 650, right? Well, <laughs> that Motorola is targeting the 700 to the 650 people mm-hmm. and the 600 to the 550 and right. 410 users. But there's not a lot of difference between the radios at all. In fact, it's 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 just the number of channels at this point. The, the so six, it's essentially the same exact radio. Yeah, it it is the same exact radio. The number of channels uh is 30 on the 600 and 50 on the 700. And that's it. And that's that's the only difference at this point. Motorola is talking about a future firmware update that will enable some more advanced functionality. And really, the, um, well, in that advanced functionality, there's going to they're going to introduce a couple of differences between these models, um, or at least that's what the plan is. Um, and even those differences are really to a radio dealer. Features. They're not so much end user or, or business features. I believe they're talking about adding a rental counter to the 600. Mm-hmm. And useful for, for dealers. Yeah. And uh, a remote disable feature to the 700 so that you can um, disable a, a radio if it's not within range. Sort of like uh, a stun kill kind of thing. Yeah. that That's the idea. They're, you know, maybe nice features if you really need something like that, but they're not going to be used by a vast majority of, of businesses. And each of these radios will store up to 200 contacts, at least for the time being. I mean, do you think that could change in a firmware update as well? I don't expect that to change. Um, I think the number of contacts is is... I think they've said it where they're said it. That's probably a memory limit on the radio itself. Yeah, I would imagine. We're probably up against. I would imagine. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the price points on these radios now. What are we looking at here as far as the price is concerned? Three nineteen on the DTR six hundred and three forty nine mm-hmm. on the DTR seven hundred. Those are the the um, prices that are from Motorola. Okay, so essentially for about $30 more, you're getting uh, 20 more channels, right? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And really 30 channels for the, the businesses that I've talked to that are using the other um, DTR models, 30 channels mm-hmm. is plenty for most applications. Now, keep in mind, though, with the DTR series, a channel uh, can expand in definition from typical radios. Because you can assign a channel to a direct user here. Like you can say channel eight is Anthony. Right. So keep in mind, you may use more channels than you would on a normal analog radio. Mm -hmm. 
with this DTR series, but still 30 channels is a lot. So I would say if 30 channels is going to be plenty for you, mm -hmm. then get whichever radio is, is cheaper at the time, which is most likely going to be the 600. Now, as far as programming these, and we've, we've looked at the programming software, and we're actually in the process of putting together a full video that's a programming tutorial for, um, for anyone who purchases these radios and wants to program them themselves. Um, it's, it's not too difficult to program, but, um, for those who don't want to pr bother programming, of course, if they buy them from us at buytwoearradios.com, we'll do the programming for free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do that uh, with any radio that you buy from us. We will we'll program it for free. Um, with these, uh, with the DTR series radios, the programming is a little more complicated, I guess, because you have to have, um, you have to know in advance what your radios are going to be named. You're going to have to put in all of your contacts. So um, if you ask us to program them, you're going to need to kind of think ahead about how you want your group set up. Right. Um, or if, if you want them um, just set up like typical radios where there's 18 public channels, which I, I think the default on each of these radios, they're like that right out of the box. Yeah, this isn't just a matter of uh, putting in some frequencies and setting up a few parameters. Uh, there's a little pre-planning involved in this. Yeah, um, I would really recommend that you uh, go into the programming software and set up a uh, different contact for each radio in your system because it is going to add a lot of convenience to be able to just, just click the contacts menu item and call a radio directly. Mm -hmm. um, that That's something nice that most businesses could probably use. So what do you guys think of these radios overall? You think uh, people are really going to go for these as a, as uh, as time goes on? I mean, are these going to do you think they're going to become really, really popular? I don't have any doubt that they're yeah. going to be popular. I yeah. think that uh, they're they're great radios. I think they add a lot of. Um, I think they have a lot of functionality. The as popular as the four ten, five fifty, and six fifty were. Uh, I think these are only going to to be more popular. the The drawback, I guess. And we should probably talk about some of the disadvantages of the DTR series, also. Yeah, well, we can do that now. Yeah. Um, the price is a little bit higher than an analog radio. You could get a um, four or five watt UHF radio for probably 40, 50 bucks less than mm -hmm. these. It's not going to have nearly the features, but um, the price is higher here. Also, um, as good as the range is on these radios, and it's, uh, I would agree with Anthony, it's better than, um, a standard UHF four or five watt radio. In our experience, you you will get more range out of these one watt radios than a four or five watt um, RDU forty one sixty, for example. Mm -hmm. But if you ever need to expand your range, like with the UHF radio, you can add a repeater and get more coverage. With the DTR series, you cannot. You do not have the yeah. ability to add a repeater. So when you buy these, they're great radios, but no know for sure going in that you're not going to need a larger facility or uh, more coverage than they can provide at any point in the future. Because once you invest in a fleet of DTR series radios, to get 
uh, a repeater capable radio would require you to switch out all of your models. Now, are there any other disadvantages per se or anything that could be a deal breaker for, for some of these? Maybe that uh, you touched on it earlier. This is proprietary Motorola technology mm-hmm. here. So um, you should know going in that when you invest in DTR series radios, you're committing to Motorola DTR series radios from here out. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to get a Kenwood or an ICOM that's compatible with these. At least there's nothing like that now. And it wouldn't surprise me if there are, are patents preventing that just because there's no competition now. Now, one thing that we didn't touch on were the accessories. And I think that that it's worth mentioning um, that just like the compatibility with the older DTR and DLR radios, um, the accessories for the most part, the audio accessories, um, the compatibility is still there with these new ones. It, it should work with uh, most of the audio accessories. Now, of course, the battery is going to be different. The chargers are going to be different. Uh, do we turn determine the antenna is different. antennas different? Yeah, but um, when we're looking at audio accessories, it should be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a standard two pin Motorola. It'll work with all the audio accessories from the previous mm-hmm. series. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a that's a plus. Well, overall, um, oh, there's one other thing worth mentioning about the the accessories, something that we touched on in the DTR600 video. And if you haven't seen it, we have it up there now at buy2wayradios.com and also on our YouTube channel uh, at uh, youtube.com slash buy2wayradios. Um, the holster. The holster has a, un- a nice, unique feature to it. That's right. They've added, um, well, let me preface this by saying we, that we've we heard a complaint from customers over the years that uh, earpieces, the, the cord just seems like it's never the right length for people. Right. And if you're making an earpiece, you've got to make the cord a little long uh, to accommodate taller people. So mm-hmm. that's going to mean there's extra cord for normal height and shorter people. Well, what do you do with all the extra cord? Um, Motorola actually added a section to the belt clip on the holster that's designed to allow you to wrap the extra cord from your earpiece to uh, get it out of the way and uh, make it not so much of a nuisance. That's the first time I've seen that. And uh, I I like the idea of that enough that we put it in a video. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was opening the box, I was was checking it out and it looked like a holster to me. But Anthony, you were the one that kind of discovered this. Well, I mean, I don't – Motorola, I went to my meeting with Motorola back in October last year, and they were introducing this radio to us and showing us that new design. And I just – I thought it was brilliant. I said, man, this is – for something so simple, it's – it's yeah, people are going to – I mean, enough for me to come back and that's – you know, other than the the DTR, that's what I took from it. The meeting, you know, that's pretty, uh, it was a great meeting. But it, that's, I just thought that was that was great. You know, just to because knowing how we do content and make mm-hmm. videos and and do people will actually probably read and watch those. Yeah, you know, and use that use that 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 uh, cord winder on all the radios. I, I agree. You know, I don't know how many times that uh, with a cell phone or with a radio, and I've had cords dangling over me, and I've gone by. A door, for instance, and the doorknob catches it or something. And 
Uh, I know I'm not the only one that happens that happens to surely. <laughs> you get it gets caught on something when you're walking by because you've got this long cord dangling right. down, and this eliminates that. I think you could almost call it a safety feature. I think, but um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the uh, programming cable is optional, and uh, the, the programming software is, is freely available at Motorola's website, so uh, programming shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I think there are uh, some other optional accessories. The, there's a six-radio multi-charger as well, right? Mm-hmm. And a wide variety of earpieces that are compatible. Now, the six-unit multi-charger, um, that supports cloning with these, right? Or does it? It does. Yeah. It does. But I think did somebody mention to me that it's it's one to one cloning. You can't clone them all. I don't think that at, the at the, the multi charger. I don't think the multi charger is what you use for the cloning on these. I think it's over the air cloning. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. We didn't test that out, but I I believe I remember seeing that in the manual. Okay, but it's still one to one cloning. You can't do one to many all at once on these. I believe that you go into the menu and uh, you set. A sync certain radio to master, and then you go to the other radios that you want to clone to and set them to a slave setting, mm-hmm. and then um, press start on the master, and it it clones out to all the others. Okay, so it's it's not one at a time. You can do them all simultaneously. I believe so. Okay, that's good enough. Let's, let's see. Ooh, sound effects. Advanced cloning two settings radio cloning enter mode so you can clone the entire radio or you can just do profile ID cloning now the profile ID is what uh, determines what radios can talk to each other so mm-hmm. it's a four digit number and you can just make up anything you want as long as all your radios match they'll talk to one another you know there's something else we didn't mention. Because you're going through the menu right now. What do you have there? The 700 or the 600? I have the 600. The 600. But um, these can be programmed right from the radio directly to a great extent. Is that correct? Um, they can be programmed from the radio directly, but you have more capability in the software. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. Um, one more thing on the programming cable. If you're planning on programming these yourself from the PC, be sure to get a programming cable when you buy the radios. You you would look at the uh, port on the charger and assume that it's a standard USB, micro USB cable, but no, you need the Motorola programming cable. Mm -hmm. There's a, um, it's a proprietary cable. It's not, it's not standard USB so don't uh, plan on programming mm-hmm. them using your phone charger and uh, and be disappointed when you have to order a cable. <laughs> but that cable will work on a number of the, the on-site business series, not just these. There's a little switch on there. Yeah, you it's can switch the, from digital to analog. It's the same cable for pretty mm-hmm. much all of the uh, business radio series models. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any other comments on the DTR 600, DTR 700? It, it, you know, if you want to take a look at it, go to our YouTube channel. You can see the videos. We have uh, we have um, articles on it in our blog. We have some more videos coming out. 
Uh, there'll be plenty of content to take a look at so you can review the radios for yourselves and, and draw your own conclusions on them. But um, what do you guys think of them overall? I like them a I'm lot. excited for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have a couple other things going on here in the radio world. Uh, for starters, we have a couple of promotions. We uh, It's that time of year. We've got a couple of manufacturers putting out promotions for for radios. I, I think for starters, uh, uh, you know, Midland, Midland's been running this for a while, and they run it on and off, or off and on. And um, this is on their BizTalk BR200 radio series, their analog radios, and they've got a pretty good deal going here. You purchase six BR200 radios or one BR200 X6 BGC bundle. That's a bundle of six radios and a charger. Uh, if you buy one of the, or you buy six radios or buy the, the bundle, you get two free, and we're saying two, not one, but two free BR200 radios. Yeah, that, that's a great deal. And that one actually expires very soon. It expires yeah. at the end of February. Yeah, but that's a pretty awesome deal. Uh, so it's, it's definitely worth looking into. Plus, the BizTalk radios are pretty reasonably priced to begin with. So that, that's even bigger savings right there. Um, the other one, of course, Kenwood, as they as they um, do from time to time, they offer uh, their rebates. And this was a pretty good one. Uh, you get... Um, from twenty to forty dollar rebate back on the um, on their ProTalk series radios. You buy six ProTalk series radios, and you will get a, a rebate for each radio. And the rebate amount depends on which models they are. Like for instance, the PKT twenty three, the thirty two thirty DX. You get a twenty dollar rebate per radio, and you have to buy a minimum of six. Uh, I think it's the, uh, what else do we have here? The $30 ones are for the, the NX340U16P2 and the NX340U16P and the NXP500. That's the, the newer NXDN radio and a $40 rebate for the TK3360ISU16P. That's the UHF version of that, uh, TK360 series. Uh, that's a $40 rebate. There is a maximum purchase of 90 radios, I believe. And uh, this ends March 31st, 2019. And you have until April 15th um, of this year to redeem this. But uh, that's worth checking out as well. Go to uh, buy2wayradios.com. Check this out. Uh, it's a pretty good savings, I'd say, overall. Right. There, there was actually a price drop on that NXP500 digital radio as well. It's now oh, 219 yeah. mm-hmm. instead of 239 So in addition to the $30 rebate they're offering, um, it's been reduced by $20 anyway. So uh, yeah, really a better deal. I think if you're on the fence about looking at a TK3230DX or – and. Uh, can can get that uh, that new digital radio to, yeah. to, to you know for about 199 bucks when it's all said and done with or no 189 bucks 189 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know it's about a 25 dollar difference um and be able to integrate into the digital world i mean i think it's i've been pretty impressed with that little radio um so far yeah that that is a, a nice savings and of course for exclusively for Listeners of the two-way radio show, you enter promo code SHOW at checkout. You can save an additional 5% off your order. That's just for listeners of the two-way radio show. Don't spread that around, okay? (laughs) 
just for you. Um, well, we have some comments and questions from listeners of the Two Way Radio Show and readers of our blog. Um, in episode one thirty two, we were talking about we were talking about whether or not you should have a license to purchase a two way radio. And we invited everyone to comment on that. And uh, oh, that's our Twitter poll. Yeah, oh, it's been a long time since we've done an episode. Yeah, it's it's been a while, and we had some some responses from that. And uh, of course, as we promised, uh, every response we read, we'll we'll send you a, a two way radio show T shirt. We have a few of these, and and some some pretty thoughtful ones too. Um, the first one comes from uh, uh, Keen, and um, he says. And this came from Twitter, actually. He says, it seems no one has mentioned that as a licensed ham, you can have unlicensed operators on your equipment as long as you're in direct control of your equipment and their conduct on air. This is being a responsible control operator, and that's from Keen. So basically, when you buy the radios, if you're using the radios, if you're a ham and you're the control operator, you can have somebody, you know, who's not technically a ham on there as long as you're as long controlled. as you're there yeah, yeah yep. as long as you're de- there That's so right. um thanks but, yeah uh thanks keen okay uh john says hi guys really enjoyed the podcast 132 my answer is no to whether or not sellers should require proof of license prior to selling radio equipment in my case i've been a ham since april 2015 both purchased equipment f- about four months prior to taking the test so I could get familiar with the radios, and this did indeed make my test easier. Only missing one question. My guess is that those who said yes are generally lazy since they would not take the effort to justify their vote. The no people, like me, will take the time to justify their vote. I have purchased several radios from you folks, and all transactions have been superb. I haven't listened to all of your podcasts, but for sure, 132 is my favorite. Keep up the great work. All the best in 2019 to you and your families. Uh, and uh, he said, P.S., I am not a youngster. I'm 67 years old. And that's from John. Well, thanks for the comment. I think that we're uh, on the same page there. Uh, I think that the people who said that you shouldn't have to have a license before buying equipment, they're just, you know, they see the question and they're going for the gut response and they're not uh, not really thinking about it. I was surprised how many people voted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, but still, I mean, it's been a, a couple of months now, and no one has justified a yes vote. Yeah, no um, one. Crickets. Yeah, Crickets. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. We want to hear your comments. Uh, send them in. We'll, if we'll read them on the air. We'll, we'll send you a two-way radio show t-shirt, maybe some other swag. Uh, maybe we'll surprise you. Uh, but, uh, send them in. We welcome them. Uh, you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. And, of course, if you have a smart speaker, just uh, say, hey, Alexa or Google or, or whatever, uh, play the Two-Way Radio Show podcast, and uh, and you'll hear the latest episode uh, right from your smart speaker. Well, I guess that does it for our show this time uh and before we go any any other final comments nope nope i thought you were just 
waiting to bust out and say something really profound. No, that was a that was a pretty boring episode. <laughs> I got I liked I liked one thirty two as well. I had somebody actually come in here, um, a customer of mine. It's a, he he's a, he works for a business that buys the radios, but he's also a ham. And he came in. You were out one day, and he came in and said. Anthony, I've never heard you so fired up over on a podcast ever. He's like, usually the only time you chime in is during the review of something. He said, but you were fired up about that. I said, yeah, I was. I think it's ridiculous. And he agreed. It's ridiculous. No call sign needed. You were definitely fired up on that. We need to revisit that topic. Just it's worth it just to, just to see you just go both barrels. I guess we need to do more Twitter polls. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time... For the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>